we start, I mean, they kicked off hour two hot as well. So we oh, start God, off yeah. with the WCW champion, the giant, a.k.a. the big show. Um, in a, he's the WCW champion, and he comes out in a title match, not non-title like WWF did. They do a title match with the giant versus John Tenta who apparently, before we started watching, had some issue with the Dungeon of Doom and the big boss man and got half of his head shaved, and so he's literally got half of his hair shaved and just left it that way. But, so yeah, we get John Tenta versus the Giant. And I am so glad at this point in the Giant's career they have stopped trying to push him as the son of Andre the Giant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like... (laughs) Like, you know, they look nothing alike. I mean, they're both seven foot four or, you know, over seven feet, 400 pounds. All right. Big Show's not even 400 pounds yet. I don't think he's probably mm-hmm. still about 350. I was about to say, yeah, like he, and it, it's crazy. Like, I actually wrote that in my notes. Like, it's weird seeing, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've watched WCW in the past, and everything, but I guess at this point in 96, like, it's kind of weird seeing Paul White. Yeah. Just, you know, this really tall, spelt man built like a brick house. Just with yeah, his six pack abs now. Mm-hmm. So the man gets himself in the best shape, literally, of his career. And Vince McMahon says, "You got to go, show. You got to go." Right. <laughs> but I mean, and he goes to AW, and they're like, oh, we've got the big show. He's in the best shape of his career. He's the biggest person on our roster. Hey, you want to announce our YouTube show? What are you smoking? Seriously. I know he's I know he's 40, like 45 at this point, probably. I don't care. He can work. He can move. He's in great shape. Right. <clears throat> so I wrote I did love, I love that big gold belt. Man, I miss that. Oh yeah, that it brings back some nostalgia, you know. That those big collared leather things that WWE has now—they're not bad. They're not overall bad, but when you look at something like the old big NWA gold belt, there's nothing in comparison. Oh no, oh no. no. This belt has seen a lot of history. You know what I mean? A lot of yep, great, great wrestlers have carried that belt around their waist, and. <clears throat> Just, I mean, it's kind of weird to me now, you know, to see that it's basically all mothballs. Yep. You know what I mean? And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, I mean, it's just, I mean, I guess it kind of adds to the lore a bit, but at the same time, like, I mean. You miss it. Right. Absolutely. And it's like, honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather would have seen that kind of like they did, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, like you had. Your world heavyweight champion on one show, and you had your WWE champion on the other show. Like we didn't need this universal champion crap. No, I mean, like, well, that's just my opinion on that. I prefer just to have one, one company, one champion. I don't care if you want a smaller title in another show like the Intercontinental Title. Make that something. We don't need a WWE champion and a uni- the Universal Championship. The second they debuted that thing, I'm like this is stupid. This is flat out stupid. 
because you just took the Intercontinental title and the what's the USA title and went, <laughs> you don't matter anymore. Pretty and, much. And like I said earlier, if everything's an angle, nothing's an angle. If everybody has a title, nobody has a title. They're pointless. A company should have three tops. The big one, the tag team one, and a mid-card one. What Quite do we have? Do they does WCW at this point use the US champion? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yes. they do. Conan. That's right. That's right. Because we're going to get him in Flair. Spoiler alert. Well, I guess that's probably already been announced. But yeah. Um. So that's just a mere card one. And you got your cruiserweight one, which is that one's fine if you want to use that one as the lowest. I mean, you want to look at it as low, but you know, it's kind of different all in its own because not right. everybody can go for it. You're not ever going to see the giant challenging Rey Mysterio for the cruiserweight championship. You know, I say that, but when they let Russo in charge, I'm pretty sure he would probably book that in some insane way. But anywho, <laughs> a sane individual would never book that match, literally. Never book that. But anywho, so we got the Giant versus John Tenta, who was Earthquake and WWF back in the day. Big, He's a big dude, but he, oh, yeah. he, he is overshadowed by the giant here and big show i'm gonna giant whatever i call him show big show again you know just i've known him for he's been known to that a lot longer but at this point this is 96 he's only he's only been the business a couple years mm-hmm. he's awkward every movie does is awkward oh, yeah and he's got the belt because he is seven foot four, three hundred and fifty, sixty, whatever pounds. Mm-hmm. Hey, what though? He was throwing some stiff clotheslines at the beginning of this one. Ooh, yeah, he was. Him and Tenta were well, they were hitting each other. But I mean, there's some big dudes. But right, this um, I wrote. Shut up, Bischoff. Let Heenan talk. <laughs> I mean, because that was just getting annoying. I was about to put it on mute. But this match did not work for me at all. This was two big dudes just running into each other. Pretty much. And it is very, very hard for Tenta's seasoned veteran at this point. He he probably could have a big match, a big versus big match with somebody now. But with somebody like the Giant, the the way you get him over is not, oh, he can pick up the big guy. That's obvious. You need somebody smaller who's going to bump like Ricky Morton out there in the electric chair, flying all over the ring like a pinball. That gets him <laughs> over. Him throwing clotheslines at John Tenta. Oh, he knocked him down with the clothesline. Well, he's a big dude. He knocked him down. Okay, he's a big dude too. So get right. that. Have him come out there and some guy that he can just pick up and throw back through the stage. Get him over that way. This just, nah. It didn't didn't work for me at all. Nah, like it didn't. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it. Uh, the biggest draws for this match, really. You think about it. They kept kind of going over to Paul and Nash side on the on ringside. I almost said sideline on <laughs> ringside. You got the cops sitting there. You know the whole hostile takeover thing. Uh, and of course, I mean you got to give it up for my man, the mouth of the south, the legendary Jimmy Hart out there with his megaphone and i love it because through the commentary you can hear this little 
bits and pieces of Jimmy mm-hmm. Hart on the microphone or on the megaphone. And I'm like, man, like one of the best. Yep. One of the best. And then uh he ends up trying to get up on the ropes, get flipped, <laughs> get flipped into the ring by Tenta. Takes a great manager <laughs> bump, that hilarious leg kick and bump. Oh, Jimmy Hart was great. Oh, yeah. You know, here comes the dungeon. Well, Taskmaster Kevin Solomon comes out. Tenta's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shoves him off the ring pretty much. And, and then, yeah, it was, it was great. And then, of course, you know, here comes the giant with the slam and the pen. And I never, that I ne- kind of, nah. The one thing I never got, this guy is seven foot four. I never liked his choke slams. It just visually didn't look right with him literally going down with them on his knees. That's mm. that the part I like about a choke slam is you got a big tall dude picking him up and throwing him that visual of him up here, now he's down there. When you fall to your knees like that, yeah, it looks like you're maybe putting a little more force into it, but you don't mm. get that oh, he's just fell that big giant distance. It never looked right. great. Never looked good to me. Never cared for it. He always, and he's pretty much always used that until he went with that big KO punch, which is dumb in itself. But we'll, that's years down the road. But yeah, this match didn't work for me at all. I thought it was two big guys lumbering around, running into each other. I gave it a D. I just basically because I saw the belt. <laughs> that's fair. I missed it. Uh-huh. That's fair. Um, I gave this one a C minus. Um, you know, for me, like, yeah, the manager bump was funny because you know, <laughs> poor Jimmy Hart just like sprawled out in the ring, just ah, you know, he got demolished by this giant man with half a head, uh, half a head of hair. Um, uh, not for very long, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then of course, you know, Dungeon comes out, you know, everything like that. Uh, Big Bubba, as he's known as WCW, um, or Big Boss Man. Big Bubba Rogers. Completely uh, incoherent with his clippers. I don't know what he was saying. Do you know when? uh, Do you know Big Bubba's first role in wrestling? I did not. He was the bodyguard for Jim Cornette. Huh. Back in. Fascinating. uh, Back in Memphis. When he was first, it was early days of the um, Midnight Express. He needed, they were threatening, uh, some team was threatening Cornette, and he, his mama, who bought him everything, sent him a bodyguard. They, <laughs> and Big Bubba Rogers was a, he, the reason he got the big boss man gimmick, he was a prison guard. Huh. And, you know, it looked like Ray Trailer looked like that. He was a big dude. Oh, yeah. They put the, they put the fedora, the sunglasses, the black suit on him, and he just basically just stood there. And I guess, and then they went to, when they were in um, Mid-Atlantic, Dusty loved him. And it was, it was Big Bubba that missed catching Cornette on the um, scaffold match and tore his knee up. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah. But yeah, that was his first, that was his first gig. But I love Big Boss, man. Always have. Mm -hmm. He was, he was very, he was good. He was a good big man. Good, solid big man. Good solid big man and an amazing heel. So, and another part I didn't like about this whole thing, I added the um, we get a post match um, Dungeon of Doom promo. We're gonna talk some crap about some people for a while. Big Bubba comes out, uh, shaves Tenta's beard, half of it at least. 
So now the man's got half a hair, half a beard. He looks like anybody in AEW this this year. Been imperfect. But the two things I didn't like. Number one, Big Show, the giant, shouldn't be talking yet. You've got Jimmy Hart there. Let him do it. You got Kevin Sullivan there. Let him do it. They give the mic to, to the giant. And I love this. First thing. The next thing I need to discuss. <laughs> he stumbled over this promo so bad. He just turns around and walks off at the end of it. And you can tell it's live TV. He, so he can't do it again. And he is mad at himself. He spins. Mm-hmm. And he just comes back until he has to come back and say something again. But he just turns around and walks off completely from the dungeon of doom. Like, he's, I'm out. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm bad. I am out. But yeah, that was bad. But the thing that bothered me, this was about a three-minute promo. Tenna just got his head shaved. He had to sell like he was dead for like six, seven minutes through this yeah. whole thing after one choke slam. I mean, the choke claim, yes. Will it end a match? Yes. Should he have to sit there and sell it for seven? I didn't time it, but it, it was at least five minutes. But yeah, he, was, he, he had to be down on the ring for a while for, yeah. through that interview because they talked to everybody. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, I gave this, I heard think I said, I gave it a D. You said C minus. So mm-hmm. any final thoughts on that? Um. Let's 